Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. Hey, this is Maggie Gia, otherwise known as Poison Ivy on Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. That is an echo. All right, right. sorry Sorry about about that. Hold on. Dane, take it away. away. Hi, guys. Great start to the show. Hope you're out there just listening and going, hey, these guys are great because we are fucking great. This is Geek Vibes Live, another wonderful episode on Sunday. Uh, uh, Juwan's going to like tap at me once he's uh, ready to go, but uh, we got a great show for you guys tonight. Uh, you heard Jawan's wonderful words, and you've heard mine, but we also have Mr. Nick in the house. Nick, how's it going? Man, it's going great. I can't wait to talk Paddington 2. Uh, I think Hugh Grant deserves a knighthood for his performance in this fine piece of cinema. <laughs> hey, I, I actually really like the first one. Uh, Jawan, did you, did you figure everything out, buddy? Yes, I did. I'm sorry about that, guys. Uh, that was a horrible opening uh, by myself. Thank you for recovering it, Dane. Um, yes, guys, uh, welcome to another episode of Geek Vibes Live episode. You guys know we don't keep count here. Um, yes, so you guys see we have Dane tonight, and we also have Nick. Joel will be joining us a little later. Uh, yeah, wow, that got me a little flustered. Okay, uh, without further ado, let's get right into our topics. Uh, first, topic at hand. Uh, We got a report from the guys over at Collider, John Schnepp more specifically, letting us know that we could be seeing Tom Holland in the Venom movie. Now, when that report first came out, everyone went bananas. I mean bananas. The idea of Spider-Man and Venom going head-to-head in the Venom movie, maybe with, you know, the three of uh, Spider-Man, Venom, and Carnage going at it together. Uh, but then John Schnepp came out, kind of cleared it up a little bit, and said that Tom Holland will be in there as Peter Parker. And then we started getting, you know, some reports saying that Tom Holland was on set, is just Peter Parker, kind of confirming the idea of that. Uh, Dane, I'll go to you first. What are you making of this whole Tom Holland in the Venom movie possibly uh, catastrophe? I won't say catastrophe. News report. There we go. I don't know why I said catastrophe. News report that we're getting from uh, the guys over at Collider. They're going to pull some all it up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there's no catastrophe, guys. Uh, what? Basically, I, I want to start this by going a little bit into John Schnepp. I love John Schnepp. I think he's a great on-air personality. He does know people within the industry. Everyone over at Collider does. Um, it's not that I don't believe him, but I just want to keep everyone in mind that John Schnepp was the one that was saying George Miller was in talks to direct, I believe, either a New Gods movie or the next Superman movie. He was claiming that for a long time period. He's done this before. 
I think, honestly, I don't know this for 100% because I don't know the guys, but I think that's one of the things that used to drive John Campion nuts about John Schnepp is that he would project um, stuff he'd like to see happen as fact or stuff that he kind of heard and make it like more broader like he's heard from sources. Um, and I think, honestly, one of the reasons why he does that is because it gets back around because of the platform of which he's serving. So it makes sense on, on that because George Miller automatically knew about it, said, no, I haven't heard about that, but, you know, that would be – so it, it generates conversation. This – when I watched both Heroes and, and Movie Talk, it seemed like he was being pretty genuine. And wouldn't it be great if they could get this to work out? Wouldn't it be great if all we need – and I, I've said this before – is if there's one part in Infinity War, maybe a post-cred scene, because all of us would go ape shit, just like one out of the probably 60 that will be at the fucking end of the movie, um, with probably about, I don't know, 55 being completely irrelevant. But still, there'll be one where all of a sudden you see this black liquidy stuff that comes off the armor, so it's like tucked away from the space battle. Like, you know, maybe they even show it within the movie that just got on him, and then Peter accidentally passes it, just in one little small scene between him and Eddie Brock, a.k.a. Tom Hardy, and that's what starts this whole entire transformation. I mean, if you did that, just to, just to branch things, it even makes sense that at one point, Andy Pascal was, yes, disconnected, and then Kevin Feige's like, will you shut the fuck up? What are you doing? Like, you know, <laughs> don't tell him that yet. Like, just, just shut up. Oh, yeah, never mind. It's, it's not. It's not, because Kevin said so. So it, there's a lot of stuff. I've always thought that there has to be a connection um, I don't have a problem if, if it doesn't so much, but God, I mean, all you need is two little things. Tom Holland doesn't even have to speak a word in Venom. Just one little fast pass thing and maybe an after credit scene in Infinity War. And that's all you got. And it connects it kind of like I've said, like how the Defenders and all the Netflix stuff is kind of loosely connected. And let it do its own thing. And eventually we'll see Tom Holland probably in one of those movies because he's Sony's character still. So that's how I feel. But I wouldn't put too much into this, but I have a good I have a good feeling about it at the same time. Yeah, no, I completely understand where you're coming from. Before I pass it over to you, Nick, uh, what what I pay more attention to is uh, what I pay a, a lot of attention to is a lot of these collider guys uh, say all the time they are not really in the scoop business. They do not like the idea of you know of breaking scoops or whatever, like. You know, because uh, I believe Campy used to say it all the time. Like, he did it once, didn't really work out the best, so like, he tried to stay away from it. Um, so these are guys that try to stay away from scoops, but somehow, at least in the last two years, we've gotten some pretty crazy scoops to come out of uh, the, the show Collider. Um, but as far as what you were saying, Dane, is you only need a little bit um, if, if Tom Holland is going to be in this Venom movie. I'd even go as far as to say, I'd prefer just like a little, uh, like, you know, uh, Venom at the end of the movie looks towards the, the TV screen and see something Spider-Man related, like whether it's Spider-Man saving someone or, you know, something he might have did in, in Homecoming, just something along those lines uh, that just, he, he looks at it and then you just see like the, the symbiote kind of flare up. Uh, and then, you know, it, it kind of shows us like, all right, well, somewhere down the line, whether it's a Venom 2 or... Spider-Man 3 or whatever, we could see these two kind of come together. But it is an interesting thing that you said uh, that I, I'd like a lot of people to not forget. Kevin Feige is, was very adamant about they are not connected. <laughs> so, I mean, we do know Kevin Feige keeps things under wraps completely to where he's not going to play his hand too early, uh, you know, 
earlier than he wants to. So it could have been him just kind of keep, you know, trying to keep things on a low, or it could just be him seriously saying it's not connected. And these reports only further frustrate him because it's like, now I have to come out and squash another series of rumors uh, about these two characters connecting. Uh, But Nick, what are your thoughts about the idea of Tom Holland uh, being in the Venom movie? I don't really like it. Um, and, and and not because I don't want everything to connect back to Spider-Man. Of course I do. Um, I just don't necessarily know that's the best way to go about it. Like, we've never gotten Venom proper in a Spider-Man movie, and I wouldn't necessarily want him to gloss over that just to get us to Venom. Like, I still kind of maintain that I would rather Venom just be its own story, and then if it's successful, like, just don't put a date on it, and then if it's successful... Um, you know, reveal that it takes place, you know, five years in the future from where the current MCU is in their timeline. Um, And then, you know, you can set up uh, like a a prequel to the Venom movie as a Spider-Man sequel where Spider-Man and the whole Venom saga, like where it all started from. Um, I like that idea so much more than, because I feel like if you put Tom Holland in this, then you're basically saying that Tom Holland and you're either rewriting the structure of, of the, the Venom storyline, which is okay. Like, I'm not, like, as long as it's done well, I'm not super opposed to it. Um, but you're either doing that or you are basically negating Spider-Man and Venom in the same movie. And so we're never, basically the, what that would indicate to me is we're never going to get that. Um at least not in the in the way that we've all built it up in our heads that we want it. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, I it wouldn't necessarily, like, it's not like I would be like, well, fuck that. Like, no. But at the same time, I would rather, I'd rather just exist on its own. Like, maybe, maybe Tom Holland was just on set and just, you know, hanging out and seeing what was going on. Like, people do that, too. Um so yeah, I mean, I would I would rather it just exist in its own little universe uh, until you know we know it's going to be successful and then move on from there. Yeah, I, I, I think th- Juwan, got- um, like even you probably to an extent, it doesn't matter if like I'm talking about my thing of like a little small connection. The reason why I'm saying is like all you need is is the symbiote to jump to him and then one scene where they're passing and then the symbiote like maybe like a small little origin thing. I'm kind of with Nick on, I want them to be able to do this and structure it and make it their own thing and not have to worry about getting held back because, you know, it's a rated R, blah, 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 and this is the Marvel, you know, it's it's very much just a couple things and the possibility that eventually Spider-Man and Venom might fight. Like, we're all talking basically about the same type of stuff. I think Nick's a little bit different than us, but we want this to be self-contained. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, I, I think my biggest thing with it is um, you kind of already somewhat established the fact that this isn't going to be uh, the Venom origin that we're all used to or, or that we're, we've all come accustomed to because it's, you know, that's how Venom came, came about. Um, so if you're bold enough to, to do that and to say early, early on, like, there is no Spider-Man that, you know, introduces us to the symbiote. It's Venom. Like, literally, Venom is the, the first sighting of, of this, you know, this, this symbiote. Then it's kind of like, well, if Peter's in there, why not just have Peter be, you know, why not just have Spider-Man be how the, the symbiote 
Like, it's just a whole bunch of things that's just like, if you're going to go out on the limb and, and change it, just stick with it being changed. You don't necessarily have to put Peter Parker or Spider-Man in this movie, like, at all. That could be something that's maybe in the second movie, uh, you know, down the line. Because then if, he, if he's in this, it makes people immediately think, well, could this, could Venom be in Spider-Man 2? Could Spider-Man be in Venom 2? And it's just, it's, it's way too much for a movie we're just hoping does good and is a good movie. Um, but I'm going to go to Joel. What's going on, Joel? What's good? Boo! <laughs> well, hang up then. I'm going to hang up now. <laughs> what are your thoughts on John Schnepp's report uh, about Tom Holland possibly being in Venom as Peter Parker? Uh, I like his confidence. I'll say that after <laughs> listening to him. Um, I do. He's very... Uh, Outspoken about it, that he's been he's been championing it for a while. And look, when we first got the news about Venom, a Venom movie, I was kind of like in awe because of the fact that oh, it was going to be separate from the MCU, has nothing to do with Spider-Man, and I wanted to cry a little bit inside because I'm like, why would you do that? Like, how are you going to do Venom without me? Uh, for a while, every time there was news, I just had that still face emoji in my head every time I got news. But the moment they got Tom Hardy it kind of changed my mind. I was like, all right, I'll listen to what the hell you guys have to talk about. And then they got like decent cast uh, involved. We don't know the specifics, but we have an idea of what storylines they're going for. Um, but aside from that, we know there's a symbiote involved, but we don't know how it connects. Uh, if, it, if it's the Venom, we know. That's the question. Is it the Venom that we grew up with, the Venom that we give a shit about, not a Venom they created and, and called Venom? Um and now that they're saying that it's a possibility, that it actually is connected, just like we kind of had an idea of it uh, a while back, that it's uh, it's kind of a standalone, sort of like the Netflix world where it's its own thing, but it's kind of in the same world, but it never refer- really references it. And the only thing it's really going to connect to is Peter Parker Spider-Man. And the Peter Parker Spider-Man we got this year or the last couple of years, like Tom Holland Spider-Man, I'm all for it. I'm all totally for it. I don't think he's going to have a big role in it to begin with. It'll probably be just one of those in-and-out type of moments, uh, and I'm fine with that. I don't need a big role. I just need to know he exists in the same world in some capacity, and I'm fine with it. I, I wish – I hope there's more story to it. I hope there's an actual explanation for the spider. Maybe Tom Holland's involved in that. If not, I don't care. I just want something good. As long as it's something good, I'm okay, and that's really it. I mean, that's, that's my feeling towards it. I just need them to connect it well. I don't give a shit uh, about – the like in terms, of, I, do, I do give a shit about the future. I just, I just need to know that they do a good job with it. And if Tom Holland is introduced in a small role in this movie, I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with it, and I'm happy that it's, it's not what I thought it was, which is basically standalone, which is also fine. But I, mean, I don't know. This is me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I feel the same way. Uh, the the way that that Netflix and the MCU uh, is somewhat connected. Uh, with Infinity War, I don't necessarily think that we're going to get the Defenders fighting alongside the Avengers, but what I would like right. and would would Love be it. a nice little nod to us fans, all you have to do is um, have there be a scene to where before they leave for space, like Tony and those guys um, are fighting Thanos, and then it shows a shot of Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Daredevil, like, you know, standing outside kind of looking at what's going on and you well, just hear Luke say Sweet Juwan. Christmas. Just something something fun like that. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. 
No, no, no. Didn't um, I forgot who said recently? There's like 65 people fighting. Oh, it was uh, I think Chris Hemsworth saying that there's 65 in one scene. I think that I don't know if they're just ribbing us or something like that. But like Scarlet Witch or not Scarlet Witch, Scarlett Johansson. I mean, it always happens. Said that there was like 55 <laughs> in one scene. So I'm assuming if yeah. there really is this big and ridiculous, if there's gonna be a big battle going on and there's gonna be like little small flashes. And little nods of like different people that you know throughout the universe interacting and fight. Well, I mean that kind of happens in the actual comic, anyways. But I see. But anyone that's thinking of the defenders is gonna be more than like a small little cameo, like a little teeny flash of them fighting right. in, in New York or something. I think that that's uh, you're gonna be wish wishful thinking basically. But from what Chris Hemsworth says, oh, there's gonna be about sixty-five in a picture. So I don't know. I'm gonna look yeah. before. Yeah, that's I mean, insane. Wait. thought. <laughs> when I hear when I hear Hemsworth and, and Johansson say that, what I pay close attention to is they've never said there's 65 characters fighting in a scene. There's just 65 characters in a scene. They don't necessarily all have to be doing anything. So we could see a shot of the defenders at like a diner or something, and they hear this commotion, and they come outside, and you just hear Luke go, sweet Christmas. And then it pans right back to the Avengers taking on whatever is going on uh, in, in the right. city. So if, if I got that, I'd be fine with that. Same as if I got in Venom, like uh, Tom Hart, uh, Eddie Brock is watching television and he sees, uh, you know, uh, something on the news about Spider-Man. Like it doesn't have to be like Eddie Brock and, and Peter Parker are literally in the same scene for me to go, oh, okay, they're connected. It could be something small like that. Same as the right. Defenders in, in Infinity War. It could be something small like that. And honestly, if I saw that in Infinity War, I'd go bananas. That's all I would need to see. I don't need to see Luke Cage, like, jumping off Iron Man's shoulders and punching an alien in the face. I don't, I don't need that. So, I mean, that, that's kind of how kind of how I view it. I agree. I agree, too. Uh, <laughs> Dane or Nick, did you guys want to add anything else before uh, we moved on? Sure. I, uh, I I think that uh, I don't even necessarily need them to be in the movie, but what I think would be cool is for the next season of Defenders to, like, take place during the same time period. And, like, that would be so, awesome. Like, so, yeah, so, like, you could see, like, the same events, but from their perspective. So they don't necessarily That'd have to awesome. overlap. Um, I just think it would be cool to see, like, if with an event this big, you would have to figure the Defenders would play some kind of role, um, right. especially because it's happening in New York City. I mean, we see Peter Parker on the train with the, the big thing in the sky and everything. Um, so I just think it would be cool to see, like, from their perspective, like the like, eight episodes of Defenders 2 just be, like, their perspective of, of everything going on. And, like, maybe it's even, like... Um, like an X2 X-Men United type thing where whoever they're fighting at the time, like, um, like they have to kind of team up to, to stop this bigger threat. There's a lot of different ways you could do it. I just think that would be a really clever way to tie in without actually having, you know, the, the actual actors make a cameo one way or the other. Yeah. You definitely have to, and defenders too, you definitely have to explain how that much destruction went down in New York and we saw mm-hmm. no sighting of the defenders. So in the defenders either that or it takes place before. Yeah, I mean either that or it takes place before that happened because oh, they're yeah. very yeah. like I mean that's certainly a possibility. But I just think it would be cooler like if if they just like yeah you know, I mean because I I feel like the people who who 
you know, are working on the Netflix stuff. Like, I know, like, they don't have a lot of involvement with one another, but by the time, uh, by the time season two of Defenders comes out, they're, they're like, going to have ample enough time to have seen yeah. uh, this movie. I, you know, I, I mean, yep. I would, I would assume. Um, so, like, you know, like, they could write that in and make that part of their story. I just think that would be really cool. They reference yeah, the incident absolutely. all the time. Right, the yeah, like, that's, that's true. Show, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I will say yeah, this. So I don't know like, why I, I am, wouldn't. Before I pass it to you, Dane, I am really interested in the idea of will Defenders 2 take, not take places in, uh, like, where in the timeline, just as far as when we get the Defenders 2, will it be, like, before Avengers 4, or will it be, like, um, after, you know, or after Avengers 4. I'm really curious in that, because if it's after Avengers 4, then you can kind of go, well, the fallout of everything that happened. If it's before it, then I would like some kind of explanation on what they were doing while everything was, was happening. Uh, but, Dane, you wanted to add something before we moved on. Oh, well, actually, I said I was good, but I will add, we were talking a little oh, about the Defenders. No, 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 you're good. Um, I love that idea. I think that would be a great idea, and I kind of now, I mean, I know a lot of people are going to be like, let them do an original story. Well, they just did an original story, and it just did not, you know, resonate as much. They kind of incorporate their perspective of what's going on with, you know, the Infinity War, uh, with the first movie in between, probably. Uh, You know, I think that would be really cool to incorporate that, but that's about all I have to say about that. Yeah, if you're you're a creative enough writer, you can incorporate that and still write an original story. Like, I mean, it's not like that's so big of a hang-up, you know. It doesn't... But but thank you, Dane. uh, I'm glad you like the idea. Defenders 2 doesn't have to be about what happened in Infinity War. We're just saying, like, it kind of seems weird that you wouldn't touch on the fact that it happened in the same city. The season could be about whatever you want it to be about. You could just spend, like, five seconds explaining what they were doing while the events of Infinity War or Avengers 4 was happening. So, yeah, so, I mean, you don't have to stray away from whatever original ideas you wanted to bring into the fold. Bring them. Uh, If you're creative, there's a way for you to go, well, yeah, they were all in wherever while this was happening. We can go, oh, okay, that's why they didn't show up in Infinity War. Cool, let's move on to the story. So, I mean, you could easily do it like that. Um, But let's move on, guys. We finally got some really encouraging somewhat, I guess, official news about Flash's standalone directors. Uh, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Uh, They were writers on Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, I'm reading this from Variety. Excuse me. uh, It came out on the 16th. um, That says they're still in negotiations. Warner Brothers has no comment about it. And uh, Variety is also saying the studio had initially uh, reached out to Ben Affleck to return to the director's chair, but he passed. Um, so, Joel, I will go to you first. Uh, before I go to you, I'm sorry. They also uh, are directing these two directors. Uh, they directed Vacation uh, and the upcoming uh, comedy <clears throat> Game Night starring Jason Bateman. Uh, just so everyone out there who's like, I've never heard of these guys. Maybe you've seen Vacation. Maybe you've seen the trailer to Game Night and can assess it that way. Whatever. Uh, Joel, what are your thoughts about the two new possible directors of the new Flash solo? Um, I'm okay with it, I guess. They're not exciting names, obviously. 
Uh, those are not the first people I thought of when they when they said, "Bro, the director of the Flash, let's bring in the guys that did Vacation." They're not the, <laughs> it's not the guys <laughs> you first think about uh, when you're getting the, you know, you want to hype up a, a an audience. And look, I have nothing against these guys. I don't know these guys personally. Uh, I don't. I didn't hate Vacation like a lot of people did. Um, I don't know about Game Nights. Uh, I know they did writing on Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, so I'm going to give them a chance, of course. I don't like to shit on shit before I see it. But at the same time, they're not exciting names. They really are. And it's like when you're trying to battle negative press, you kind of want something that's a little more uh, enticing, a little more appetizing to the people's needs and wants. And, like, you want a better name out there. Uh, that just that brings a little more satisfaction and more confidence. They don't exactly bring that, but at the same time, I don't know what they're going to bring to this movie because they obviously said something to, that WB like. So I'm going to give them the chance. Um, they did uh, one of them. I, uh, I forget which one of them uh, did tweet out uh, when the news broke out and they gave two thumbs up. So I'm not sure what that meant. So, but that probably means that they are <laughs> in, in talks. <laughs> so he obviously likes the news. Um, um, regarding uh, Ben being approached to direct it, uh, yes, that was news uh, broken by Variety. Uh, Justin Kroll. That was the that was his sub uh, story to the Flash director's news altogether. It, came, it was like his sub tweet. Yeah. All right after that little tidbit, uh, they approached Ben to direct it. Then Collider came out. Frosty from Collider came out and said that wasn't the case. So there's both guys I trust a lot. So it's very. Hard to say who's actually being lied to or who's being honest. Or I doubt they're both being uh, – either one is lying. But whoever's getting their information, one might be lying. I'm not sure which one that is. <clears throat> but right. I, I do respect both guys' work. So, And I don't really care because he's not going to direct it. So who really gives a shit at the end, at the end of the day? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Really about that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, the biggest thing I look at with these directors, uh, my opinion about them depends. If they are officially going to be directing this Flash movie, if they have to do Flashpoint, I don't feel like I'll get an accurate sense on their their um, their direction on what they wanted to do with that Flash character because they'll kind of be pushing the agenda Warner Brothers kind of had for like what months now the idea of doing Flashpoint maybe even a, a, a year a few months I don't think it was a year I think it was a few months a handful of months. Um, if they're doing a like a, a strictly just a Flash solo only about the Flash, uh, then I'll be like, okay, cool. I want to see what these guys are able to do. I loved uh, the, the writing of uh, of Homecoming, so maybe they can kind of do the same kind of thing with with Barry Allen. But if they have to do Flashpoint, I don't think they'll be given a fair enough chance to create something of their own because it's kind of like they're just pushing an agenda. Uh, but, Nick, yeah. I'll go to you. What are your thoughts on the two new official, kind of official directors for the Flash solo? I mean, I, I was actually just about to say what you said. Like, I completely agree. Like, if you're telling me, and, and you know I, I, I've been championing this for a while now, like, I want the, the Flash cyborg buddy cop movie. They would be perfect for that. Well, I won't say perfect. But they would definitely be like I would trust that concept in their hands, um, given their background. Um, I would not at all trust them to do Flashpoint. It just and, and again, I mean, regardless of whether I think Flashpoint is is coming way too soon, which I do. Like I just 
I don't necessarily feel like that particular story lends itself well to what we've seen from them. Um, that doesn't mean they can't do it. It just means, like, I would prefer to have somebody with a little more experience. I would throw this name out there. Um, so I finally saw King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it, it, it was forgettable, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, terrible. It was, you know, it was all right. Told you it wasn't um, terrible. <laughs> yeah, like you said. Like, that's what, I think that's what was, I think that was your, like, exact words last week. Yeah. Like, it wasn't terrible. Um, yeah, and yeah. I agree. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> oh, it was very forgettable. Um, but I think, like, Guy Ritchie, like, he's he hasn't quite found his niche as far as his style of shooting outside of his little crime caper movies. Um, right. I think he could fit well in a Flash movie. Like, the, the, the shots that he did when King Arthur grabs the sword and kind of everything slows down a little bit, I think those mm-hmm. kind of shots could translate well to a Flash movie. Um like like the way obviously everything slows down when flash when flash moves um mm-hmm. like I, I and I think he's got kind of the the dry humor and the wit to to kind of throw at like a flash movie as far as the director's here have somebody else write it um but i mean i think uh I think that could be um somebody that you could get for relatively cheap right now, given his like market value if you will um you get him for like a Michael Beasley contract, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah. he, you know, he can give you he can give you a serviceable film, I think. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I would throw that name out there. As far as these two guys directing, I mean, obviously they don't have a lot of experience. Um, and like you said, Joanne, if they're going to do Flashpoint, it just kind of makes me nervous. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Uh, I, I would say two biggest two big things. Before I pass it right over to you, Dane is when I first heard these two names, I immediately thought Russo Brothers. Now, I know when you guys hear me say that, you're like, no, 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 no way they're anything like that. What I'm referring to is before Winter Soldier, when I heard the Russo Brothers were going to direct that movie, I had only heard of the Russo Brothers from comedy. (laughs) Right. So I was just like, well, how is that going to really translate into a good superhero movie? And since then, they have continuously blown us away. So, I mean, these guys could do that, and we do know at least writing – um, you know, Homecoming was a really good movie. So it wasn't like, you know, some of their writing credits are just like all garbage. Vacation True. is probably one of those throwaway movies. Um, you know, so I, I'm open to giving them <laughs> – right, right. I'm open to giving them a chance. I just need for it not to be uh, a Warner Brothers agenda. I need it to just be a strictly flash solo to let these guys I'll actually create their own vision. Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. I'll I'll say this. Uh, now that they came out and said that these guys are probably going to direct it, I'm less confident that it will be a Flashpoint movie. Not saying yeah, it yeah. will be, but I'm less confident that it will be. I don't know. And, we'll see. Yeah. and we'd be all the better for it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Dane, I wanted to ask you this before I, uh, I pass it to you to get your uh, your thoughts on these two directors. How do you feel if this does become like extremely official, like Warner Brothers gives us the, the tweet of two thumbs up and everything. Um, how do you feel knowing that the names that were being brought up for this Flash uh, movie, um, they kind of went away from those guys and went with these two question marks pretty much? Well, well I mean, how do I feel um, just in general about it? I mean, I, I think it's like how we all feel. I'm not going to be down on these guys as, as a lot of people are. But it does make me a little bit nervous. Um, it's not so much about their lack of experience, which 
is honestly there. I mean, if you if you told me these guys were the writers for it, I'd be completely excited, obviously because of Homecoming. Uh, but it's also the fact of like these guys seem like they'd be easily controlled by Warner Brothers if needed to be. Um, I do agree that I don't think we are getting Flashpoint um, because these guys are in charge of it. But I just want to say that even though I love their script for Homecoming um, and I loved Horrible Bosses um, and hor- even Horrible Bosses too. I don't care what anyone says out there. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. I like them too. I like <laughs> I like their sense of humor. Uh, their fir- their only movie that they they have directed is Vacation and it was a walking pile of garbage. But that might not have been as much their fault as that that whole entire movie franchise should have been touched in the first place. So um, I would, if you're to tell me, and you know I like I've liked John Francis Daly since Freaks and Geeks. I mean he was in Waiting. He's right. in a bunch of movies. He's a good actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, they're a good writing team. It seems like. Uh, the, with the Russo brothers comparisons, like the Russos to me with community and the rest of development always made directed good. These guys have less of a track record, I think when it comes to that, but a lot of things that people don't realize is like John Watts gave uh, Spider-Man homecoming that, that, uh, that feel to it, that eighties feel to it. Um, John Hughes. For some I can't, thank you. John Hughes uh, style to it as much as they're scripted, but it was also his cinematography. So if you were to tell me, like, these guys are writing the script, but they got back Rick Famuyiwa, who did The Wood and also did, obviously, Dope, uh, that was supposed to direct it, or, or Zermeckis, and I would say, well, if they're writing the script and Zermeckis is doing it, I'm down for Flashpoint at that point. Or even, like, Sean Levy, who was the main director uh, for Stranger Things, like, someone, like, with that sensibility, teaming with these guys, I would be a hell of a lot more confident, but I'm going to be honest when I say that it doesn't detract me completely, but I don't know if this is the best move. And it's mostly about Warner Brothers being able to control these guys and push them around, which is what I'm worried about. Yeah, I mean, I can honestly say I think all of us are in a wait and see for all of these movies. So I don't think there's like anything specific that we're that we're on like, way. Oh, no ma- Right. I don't think there's anything Warner Brothers, as far as their DC films, is doing that we're like, all right, no matter what, we know this movie's gonna be. I think it's the wait and see pretty much for, for, for all of us. We're just like, all right, let's mm-hmm. wait and see what the movie does. Then we can assess the movie, you know, rather right. than going, all right, yeah, great director, great writer, great cast. Yeah, let's just sign me up. It's all a wait and see because we don't know how, like, is, is Warner Brothers still have their hand in the cookie jar as far as, like, they're just meddling with everything. Thank goodness Patty Jenkins was able to do the movie she wanted to do. Um, and that movie was, was amazing. So hopefully, you know, Warner Brothers kind of goes, all right, well, if we let more people like Patty Jenkins do what they need to do, we can have better films, hopefully. I don't know. But um, I, I will say as far as uh, the, the point Joel was making about uh, Ben, uh, you know, possibly being courted as, as the director, it's one of those things where it's just like you're starting to feel like, his name is going to be thrown around a lot between now and his uh, name is the new Zack Snyder. Yeah, no, we're going to hear his name until (laughs) somebody definitively comes out and says, this is his last movie. This is the last we're going to speak about it. There's no more Ben Affleck after point a, then we can all say, okay, well now we know we don't have to talk about it anymore. But I feel as though until someone definitively says that, which I still to this day have no idea why no one has said anything, 
Um, I feel like this is just going to be a constant thing. It's going to to hang over their their, their heads until someone steps up and says something. Um, with Aquaman coming out, I don't think we should hear anything Ben Affleck related. But who knows? Who knows? I'm just hoping for Aquaman and then Shazam the following year, we can have Ben Affleck free stories so we can just focus on those movies being really good movies. Because uh, I am excited for both Aquaman and Shazam, whatever Shazam's about to pull off. Um, excuse me, but let's move on to some more DC news. Um, Joel, I'm going to need your help with this, yes. this news topic because I okay. definitely, the reading you told me I should have done earlier, definitely didn't do. Uh, <laughs> so let's go into um, the news topic of the report of Gotham City Sirens not necessarily being scrapped just not being one of the three movies we could see Harley Quinn in, uh, you know, within the next few years. Uh, we, we have, we still have the Joker and Harley. We still have the um, uh, Suicide Squad 2, and the last one was, uh, oh, man, I forgot the name. Um, Birds of Prey. Oh, man. Birds of Bird. Prey. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, so those are the three movies that it seems like we'll see Harley Quinn in um, anytime soon. Uh, Joel, can you kind of go into that a little bit further and then give your thoughts on the idea of, I think, Suicide Squad 2 being uh, the earliest we'd see Harley Quinn? Uh, yeah, I think you nailed it there. Uh, I think the earliest we do see Harley is in Suicide Squad 2. Um, as far as I know, those are the three possibilities, with Suicide Squad 2 being the most likely the, the next time we see her. The others are in development, but there's no official green light on anything. And apparently Sirens has turned into Birds of Prey, um, at least from what Umberto was saying, um, that it's not the fo- the Sirens won't be the focus. It will be more of a, like an all-girl type of thing with Sirens and the Birds of Prey. As I like, actually, when I originally heard the Sirens thing, I always wanted the, back, the Birds of Prey to be in it anyway, so I actually like that news. But at the same time, that's still not officially a thing. That's just something that th- that's been thrown out there. Umberto broke this a couple of days ago as these are the three movies that might we might possibly see her in, uh, but more than likely Suicide Squad 2 more than likely will be the next time we see her uh, all together. And that's fine with me because I'm, I'm actually looking forward to Suicide Squad 2 for some reason. Yeah. No, um, Nick, I'll pass it to you. Uh, do you agree that Suicide Squad 2 is probably the earliest we're, we're going to see Harley Quinn? Or do you think they might definitely reshuffle the deck and we might get a Birds of Prey um, before we get uh, Suicide Squad 2? Fuck, who knows, man? <laughs> I, I mean, I can't pretend, I can't pretend to, like, like, like know what the hell's going on with Warner Brothers and when we're going to see Harley Quinn again. I mean, I I can tell you what I would like to see. I would love to see um, the thing. The thing that would intrigue me the most is is the Joker Harley Quinn movie. Um, like I feel like you could you could either like I probably wouldn't do um, like an origin story because you've you've granted you glossed over it, but you you hit the important beats in Suicide Squad. So, like, I would just pick up where Joker breaks her out of, out of, um, out of, uh, the, I forget what that place is called, but the, the prison in Louisiana. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, go from there and just have like a, like a on the road type tale of them just causing a bunch of crazy shit. Um, like, I mean, I would, I would thoroughly enjoy that. Um, natural born killers. Yeah, exactly. That, that kind of, that kind of vibe to it. Um, it would be hard to make, uh, it'd be really hard to make the Joker as likable as Woody Harrelson's character from Natural Born Killers. Um, so I don't feel like you could necessarily like bank on that, but I think what you could do is you could set that up to be the, the split between Harley and the Joker. Um, and you could really, it could really be Harley Quinn's movie. Like she would be the main character. It's about like him breaking her out and them going on this, this like kind of road adventure of, of crime and mayhem. And then her finally like kind of coming to the conclusion that, you know, she shouldn't be with the Joker because he's poisonous and maybe introduce poison Ivy. Um, like, I feel like that would be the most interesting thing for me to see as far as Harley Quinn's character. You're not really going to see Harley Quinn's character evolve that much, in my opinion, in either mm-hmm. a Birds of Prey movie or a Suicide Squad 2. So if you really want, like, something great from Margot Robbie um, and, and to give Margot Robbie something great to do with the character, to me, that makes the most sense. Um, do I think they're going to do it? No, because that's way too fucking awesome for Warner Brothers to greenlight. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I definitely oh. understand where you're coming from. I, I, I will say this, with the huge women's revolution that we see that we're we're uh, we're going into, I wouldn't be shocked if Warner Brothers decided to do a Birds of Prey, um, not necessarily before Suicide Squad 2, but kind of green light it to be uh, a lot sooner than we would expect it to be. Um, My only then, problem uh, with that is you're still introducing like five different characters in one movie, and I and I get yeah. the fact that like I get the fact that like if you go watch any movie like that's not tied to a universe, you're more than likely going to be introduced to five main characters throughout a movie. Like I get it, um, but nevertheless, like how are you going to rope in all their different backstories and everything else? It seems like something that would be more, it, it could lend itself to being more convoluted, um, which I think they should stick with simple stories at this at this juncture and, and the crossroads that they're at. I don't disagree with that, but I will say this. Um, playing it safe, I do not think, and I'm not saying that's what you're saying, Nick. Let me start by saying that. I'm not saying that's what you're saying. Um, but if you're Warner Brothers, you cannot take the play it safe method. You have to start hitting some kind of home run. Aquaman has to be a home run. Shazam has to be a home run. Whatever comes next has to be a home run. Um, so I think you should. No. I mean, why not take why not take chances? I mean, I'll say this. Well, and, but, the, go ahead. I'm sorry. Again, I'm just, I'm sorry, but again, like my my thing is like it's not about playing it safe or not playing it safe or anything like that. It's just about making good movies, and I think it would be a lot easier to make a good movie with a good central character in Harley Quinn and a good character arc for that character um, in a movie about her and the Joker, they're falling out and how she copes with that and moves on. Like, I think that well, would be, it's at least a very simple story that you could flesh out and make go really in depth. And it would give her character a lot to do and a lot to go through um, I, I just think that would be way more interesting than seeing like another big team up movie of Birds of Prey or Suicide Squad. I mean, I just that's just 
my personal opinion. But, I mean, I, and I don't necessarily think that's playing it safe. I think playing it safe is, is going with the birds of prey. Like, we got Harley Quinn. We got, you know, uh, Catwoman and Poison Ivy and, and Batgirl or Suicide Squad with all their slew of characters. Like, I think the less safe route and the cheaper budget and the story that could actually be, like, the most easily done and could – could lend itself to being the best story would be the the Joker Harley Quinn story. Well, that's that's what I was trying to say. I didn't disagree with you. I agree oh, okay. that that would be the best. That would be the best story to go with. I was just saying with the huge women's revolution that that is going on right now, I wouldn't be surprised if Warner Brothers said, "Yeah, let's greenlight this." Not necessarily right. to to come out in like the next two years, but we should definitely like get things going to kind of, you know, not necessarily cash in, but this would no, be like the perfect time. Well, yeah, okay. This would be the perfect time <laughs> to have an all, all-female cast of good guys and bad guys just kind of going uh, kind of going at each other. What I was referring to of don't play it safe is if you can, if you can go out there and do a Joker uh, and Harley Quinn movie uh, and it'd be a home run, do it. If you can go out there and do Suicide Squad 2 and it'd be a home run, do it. Don't do anything that is playing it safe. That's why I started by saying I didn't think your idea was playing it safe. I just don't want them to kind of go through the method of let's just kind of do something that critics will like, that'll do okay in the box office. Like, no, try to aim for home runs if you can get them. So whether that's Joker and Harley or that's a Batman solo, whatever you need to do that can kind of get you back up there, do it. Um, but Dane, let, let's let's go to you. What are your thoughts about everything that's been said, and what would you like to see out of the three movies be the one that we see next uh, for Harley Quinn? I mean, I think that Suicide Squad has already a name and a franchise to it, and that warrants, I think, if you get more developed between uh, where she is at the end of Suicide Squad with the Joker, leading up to Suicide Squad 2, why she gets back involved, then from there I would say do a, a uh, whatchamacallit, a uh, her and Joker story, basically. And like I said, natural born killers, but maybe it turns into like Nick was getting at, like Thelma and Louise by the end of it with her and Poison Ivy. Um, I'm pretty sure in the comics they have feelings for each other. I think they explored that. Maybe I'm just, yeah. just a fantasy I had uh, on Tuesday night because um, <laughs> of nachos. And my... Anyways, um, yeah, but um, I, I think that would be a great idea. Now, if they don't, if it's not Suicide Squad, I think Birds of Prey could be a good idea because I don't think it's a safe concept because of the fact, like you were saying, you know, Scott Johansson and a lot of the other females, uh, I forgot the, the actress that played Valkyrie, um, Tessa Thompson, Thompson. They've, all, they've all been talking about, like, how they love to see an all-female, you know, superhero movie. And that concept itself, even though it's, yeah, it's a multiple people, and I get what Nick's saying completely – it's something that they haven't done if DC beats them to the punch. And not only that, but then you have Batco established, and now Josh Whedon can go ahead and do her backstory. And then you have Harley Quinn that can follow up that with either Suicide Squad 2 or actually the Joker movie involving that more so, and maybe her and Poison Ivy stem their relationship. If you're trying to world build, I think that's a good concept of doing before Suicide Squad, but I feel like it's probably going to be Suicide Squad. Um, but honestly, the only one I really want to see is the Joker Holly movie over anything. Um, and let her, let that be her origin movie, uh, you know, based off of Mad Love and just do your thing with it. 
um, and really also try at the same time to get Jared Leto to be likable to the audience like Heath Ledger was. That has to be somewhat whatever Joker is next like that. That has to be something that they're trying to work for. Don't cut all the scenes out of the fucking film. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that would be good. Uh, it just goes yeah, – I mean, it, it's all about how you do it. If you have Birds of Prey become a stupid – I mean, Birds of Prey can open up uh, Green Arrow, too, with Black Canary. So there's a lot that you can do, but if they just make it like a, a dumb action film uh, with a bunch of different characters, it doesn't matter if they're all female. It's just going to be, you know, whatever. It's just going to be Suicide Squad, basically. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I mean, and Dane, I think, I think you bring up a good point, too, with – um, making uh, Jared Leto's Joker likable. And I think a more personal movie with he and Harley Quinn being the central focus, I mean, it's kind of, it, to me, you could kind of paint it up. And, of course, there will be some people who wouldn't like this concept, but you could kind of paint it up like, we all knew that dude in high school who, like, acted like a, like a certain way, like, in public, but then when his girl, like, got him, you know, to the side, like, you know, he was cool to her, like, when it was just one-on-one, but, like, when they were in public, you know, that kind of, that kind of mantra, um, like, that could be, that could lend itself well to a Joker Harley Quinn movie to kind of delve into, like, the psyche of why, you know, a girl or a woman whose guy treats her like shit in public, but then when they, you know, or it's just the two of them, you know, kind of, um, like you, you see why they're together when it's just the two of them. Like some, like don't don't pull too much from that. But I think you could use that as a um, as a way to kind of make that character um, a little more relatable and a little more likable. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And like I said, uh, I completely agree with you, Nick, uh, and, and definitely what Dane was saying that those definitely should be the steps of what they do next. I just think, and like you said, Nick, it, it would be cashing in. Uh, this huge female revolution that, that's, that's happening, I think you can't let it go. Like, let it go by without, like, at least officially announcing, like, it has a year. Um, and then work on getting a director and stuff like that. Kind of just put it into motion. Uh, right now, I think it's in limbo with, with everything else. Um, but, Joel, before we go on, did you want to add anything else to what Dan and uh, Nick were saying? Did you have anything else to add to that? Not really. Uh, I, I I personally have no interest in seeing a Joker Harley movie, <laughs> but that's just me. Fair enough. Mm, that's interesting. Did you want to add to that a little bit? Not at all. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> the way you said that was like you, you were on podium, like you were on a podium at the end of a sports game, and it's like, hey, Joel, do you want to speak about your, your sore right knee? No, not at all. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> okay, we'll move on. Then. Um, all right, yeah, okay. Why well, that completely threw me off. All right, so let's go into our. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, let me refocus here. Okay. <laughs> Let's get back into our buyer. Uh, let's get into buyer sell. God damn it, Joel. Let's get into buyer sell. Bye. Uh, we we just got a brand new Tomb Raider trailer. Um, Joel, I was with you. You completely threw me off. Are you buying or selling Tomb Raider after this new trailer? Can I say I haven't seen it yet? Why don't you get back to me and I'll watch it right now while you guys discuss it. That sounds perfect. Um, Dane, I know you saw it. Don't let me down. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> the professionalism on the air right now is just ridiculous. Yeah, actually, I did watch it. Um, guys, Go ahead, I, buddy. 
I, you know, and, and it's funny because it contradicts what I was saying on the page about like how when we're talking about the concept of DBZ movie, and I said all the only what takes anime movies to become more established with American film is for one to do really well and they trickle from there because that's exactly what the comic book films did. They finally got to a level right. where it was like, I mean, think about Dark Knight and Iron Man. They came out in the same summer. All of a sudden, people were like, whoa, mm-hmm. okay. You know, and they had a little bit taken more seriously. Video games have the same concept as anime films. Uh, you know, I say all this like it takes directors, creative minds, but it's still fucking really hard. And even though I like aspects about this trailer, uh, it gives me like a more darker Indiana Jones feel. Obviously, I think that's probably going to fucking do that. So it was a very vague, stupid statement. But still, um, you know, I'm uh, – I'm, um, I want to put it on layerway. Can I just do that? Can I like come back and possibly purchase it in the future? Uh, I don't. I don't know because even though the trailer itself was good, um, I just Assassin's Creed's trailer looked awesome, and it was with Michael Fassbender, her fucking her boyfriend, and it was awful. And it's like I keep on hoping, and it's like this looks just like the the uh, the the last video game they made. It's awesome. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't have a lot of hope for video game movies, and I, it sucks and it's pessimistic. It's kind of like, I mean, to a similar extent, DC films. Like when I hear news about a certain a thing, I'm not going to automatically be like, yeah. I mean, it just doesn't flow through me, but this is even like times 10. Transformers, I think, is a better example than DC. But um, I don't know. Um, I'm going to say I buy the trailer, but I don't buy that this is going to start up video game movies in a, in a good light. I just don't have faith in it. It makes me want to take Tums because I have to poo. <laughs> I, I will. I will say I, I completely agree with what you're saying, Dane. The reason why um, I'm actually going to sell it. Um, the trailer did nothing for me. Uh, it it honestly didn't get me any, any hypes for the movie. Um, it didn't make me say, "All right, yeah, I definitely have to make sure Thursday night I go see this movie." Um, but I'm, I'm hoping it does really well, mainly because I think the very next video game movie um, that is in development, uh, or at least was talked about being in development, was um, was uh, Uncharted. So it's like, all right, well, if this does bad, and that's kind of like the idea of like a female Uncharted, then that makes me really uncomfortable and nervous about an Uncharted movie that, so far we know, Tom Holland was cast as a young Nathan Drake. Um, so, I mean, the idea of, like, video game movies taking off from this movie, I agree with you, Dane. I do not think this is a launching point, but I definitely would lose hope in the idea, unless the Uncharted movie, you know, gets further in production and we get, like, an amazing director. Um, it, it, the, the whole video game movie world, it just, it extremely makes me nervous. I, I remember telling Joel, like, I think uh, this Assassin's Creed is going to be really good. And I think I remember Joel not being 100% with the idea of that. And then I think we fell asleep in two different acts. I think I fell asleep in the beginning act, and Joel fell asleep at the ending act, or it was vice versa. Um, But, yeah, we we can't have that, (laughs) like, an abomination with an amazing actor happen, like, again. And, And that was sad because I think Snowman or whatever that movie Michael Fassbender did, last year wasn't really that good either. So it was just like, yeah, we kind of need someone to get Michael Fassbender in something good, like immediately. He deserves a lot better than what he's been getting. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm selling it. I, I, I 
really could care less about this Tomb Raider movie. Um, Nick, so I'll pass it to you. Are you buying or selling uh, this this Tomb Raider movie after this new trailer? Um, don't forget uh, the Counselor. That was another not too long ago uh, Michael Fassbender movie. Oh that yeah, god awful. And that oh, had a great man. cast. That had such a great cast. That had like Brad Pitt and and um um uh what's her name? Wasn't the, Julia uh, Roberts? No, Cameron oh, Diaz Cameron was Diaz. in it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then a, a couple other like really good actors. But yeah, it was just fucking terrible. Um, but anyway, uh, I am gonna buy. Actually, I like. I think the trailer looks good. Um, as far as the like the cast, and again, we've we've just we've just broken down like, plenty of cast. That are um, you know less or uh, more than stellar, and, and yet their their movies are, are shit. Um, but uh, the cast is nevertheless really good in this. I like uh, Alicia Vikander a lot. Um, I think she was terrific in the Ex Machina, um, which I think was the mm-hmm. first thing that I saw her in, uh, or Ex Machina. I think is how it's pronounced. Um, Ex Machina. She, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, I think she was she was terrific in that. Um, I like Dominic West. Uh, he's great on The Wire. Um, probably my favorite Why role he's been in. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, I love it. Um, and Walton Goggins, man, Walton Goggins is like a sleeper, like way underrated actor. Like he's he's great in every single role he's in. Um, I just I think he's a terrific actor. He's been in. Uh, he was in the most recent Tarantino movie. Um, he was uh, in the um, the television show Vice Principals, which was a Danny McBride um, uh, HBO vehicle. <laughs> yes, great, great show. Um, he was probably my favorite character in the uh, the third Predator movie, Predators. Um, he was love just that that shit crazy. I, I don't love the movie, but I love his character in the movie. He's fucking nuts, dude. Like, um, and and he plays a good bad guy. So. It, 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 I, like so, as far as all of that is concerned, I like like the principal um, people who are in the film, um, and the director. He's not very well known, um, but he did do a movie called The Wave, which I have yet to see, but I heard really good things about. Um, not the Fifth Wave, mind you, um, not that sure. fucking garbage, um, <laughs> but a movie just called The Wave. Um, and so, like, I, I don't know, I, I could, uh, you know, I could, I could get on board with it. My, my, honestly, my biggest concern is that you don't really have a very credible writer behind this film. Um, like, you have a, a couple different writers who are in the business and are going to work on um, – Either this is one of their first movies, um, or they may have some some movies lined up in the future. But they're like they're basically like writing room people who were given the task of writing this screenplay. Um, so that could be a good thing, or it could be a terrible fucking thing. So that's the thing that concerns me the most because any it doesn't matter how good your cast is and how good your director is if, if you, you're dealing with a bad script. It's going to be garbage. Like, there's only so much a good director can do with a bad script. Um, so that's the thing that concerns me most. But from what I saw from the trailer, what I get from the cast, what little I know about the director all seem promising. 
Um, so we're just going to have to see if these no-name um, screenwriters are, are actually good or not, you know. And if they are, I think we'll get a good movie because all the other components seem good. If they're not, it's going to suck. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. <laughs> the optimism. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to now pass it to Mr. Optimistic uh, himself. Uh, the definition of optimism, Joel. Uh, did you see the uh, trailer? I did. I, I just got a chance to see the trailer. Um, did you just I watch it? I enjoyed the trailer. I just watched <laughs> it. I just watched it. Um, Fresh I buy it. I buy. I, I buy the trailer at the very least. Uh, I liked. I liked what I saw. I liked it better than the first trailer we got. Um, I didn't even realize the dude from uh, Enter the Badlands or whatever was in it. I didn't know that was yeah, too cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Walton Goggins is awesome, so I kind of echo a lot of what uh, Nick just said. <laughs> but um, I'm nervous for it because it is a video game adaptation, and I got kind of screwed over with Assassin's Creed. I had a lot of hope for that, uh, and I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. I'm not as big a Tomb Raider fan, so it's probably less likely to disappoint me as much as Assassin's Creed, just on that merit. Um but so I am looking forward to it, but I am also weary of what's to come. Uh, but from what I can see, from the tra- from the trailers I've seen, I'll buy that, and I probably will watch it in theaters and be disappointed. But who knows? I don't want to think <laughs> that. Yet, so. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I like sure, unadulterated uh, optimism there. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, let's keep it. this bias. <laughs> Let's keep this buy or sell going We have two more buy or sells uh, Before we move on with a little bit more news stuff um, <clears throat> We got our first official look at Ant-Man and the Wasp In their new costumes Joel, I will start with you Are you buying or selling the new Ant-Man and Wasp costumes? I'll buy them Because it's nice to see them together um, But it's not like and I saw a couple of pictures already of Ant-Man and comparing it to the old suit, uh, his first suit, and then, of course, the suit he had in Civil War. And there are differences. But if you don't know to look for them, you probably would think it's the same shit. But it is, it is, <laughs> there are slight differences. Uh, and I do like the fact that you kind of can see the face of an ant in his chest plate, the way it's designed. And the same thing with Wasp. You can kind of see the Wasp's face in her chest plate. But it is cool to see Ant-Man and Wasp together. I kind of geeked out on Ant-Man when uh, they, they had Hank and Janet on the missile. That was one of my favorite parts of that movie. So I can't kind of wait to see them in action together. The still was fine, but I can't wait to see them in action. I agree. And I do want to say, because this was uh, something that was unfortunately discussed, um, that is supposed to be a wasp on Wasp's chest, not a penis. Yeah. Um, no, a lot of people yeah, got wasp. confused with that. Don't know why. Well, turn it upside that down. Was Damn it, I was going to go there. Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah, I was sorry. I apologize. I'm sorry, guys. Dirty, I didn't mean to take that from you. Dirty, dirty, Pretend I didn't dirty. say it. Pretend I didn't it's all right. say You're it. You're taking like three things away from me tonight, so what's one more? I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Um, James, are you buying or selling uh, Ant-Man and Wasp new costumes? I'm going to buy them because they look like the more modern costumes. Well, she's got like the weird helmet thingy, but... I mean, yeah. I'm... I'm, I'm I hate to say it's like, you know, but there's definitely a, a penis on her. <laughs> and her boobies um, are the balls. <laughs> yeah, Nick, basically. I'll go to you then. Are you buying or selling? 
just, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Like, it, it, I mean, they look fine. Um, I do. I will say this. I I do like um, kind of kind of what Joel was talking about. How the uh, the kind of insect um, you can make out like the insect on the on the costumes if it's outlined for you. I wish they just did right. that. Like, so yeah. I guess if you ask me, I'm gonna sell. Like, go balls deep, <laughs> no pun intended, and uh, and just like outline outline the logo. Like. Make it more visible. Um, I think that would make it just a little bit cooler. Like, give it a little panage. Like, don't 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 shy yeah. away from that. Like, you're you're in the MCU. This is not like uh, the X Men, you know, tight leather universe where it doesn't, you know, you, you can't get away with it. You know, like just just go ahead and do it. Like, go ahead and outline it, and make it a little more colorful. Like, yeah, no, that's what I'm. That's you sell. <laughs> okay. All right. So we got a good mention of the penis wasp costume, and we got a couple cells in there. Um, all right. So let's move on to our last buyer cell. Um, Mark Miller, in an interview, <clears throat> said he would love for Tessa Thompson to be the new kick-ass. Uh, Joel, I will go to you first. Are you buying or selling the idea of Tessa Thompson leading a kick-ass movie? Like, uh... He didn't say uh, necessarily specifically in the movie, but he would like to see her, uh, you know, be reimagined as, as the current kick-ass that I think is in the comics uh, now, as, as Patience Lee, I think is the name. Um, would you buy or sell the idea of seeing Tessa Thompson in a kind of rebooted version of kick-ass? I guess. I mean, it depends on the story. I mean, how old is Tessa Thompson compared to the Patience Lee character? Like, because Kick-Ass was a teenager Not that far when off. it started. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't know what the storyline is. If she, if she fits the age, yeah, I'm fine with it. I have no problems with it. Why not, you know? All right, more, more important question. Do you think we need any more stories of Kick-Ass? No, not in movies. I would like to see them in the Netflix world. Maybe in the Netflix realm, maybe, but not in movies. I don't need to see no one. All right, yeah, I, I thought about it, and that was the better question to ask. <laughs> yeah, that was a much so better I, question to ask. I'll redo the question and pass it to you, Nick. Are you buying or selling the idea of another kick-ass movie? All right, yeah, I'm definitely selling that because um, God knows we don't need another one. Like, I, granted, I I do have like a, a uh, like a desire once a sequel is made to to let them have a trilogy. Um, like even if it's just gonna yeah. suck, like like let them finish out the trilogy. I feel hollow when there's only two of a, a movie. When there's, when when a movie only gets one <laughs> sequel, it kind of upsets me to my core a little bit. Um, but Kick Ass, I can make an exception for. I'm not gonna. I don't care. If we get a Kick Ass three. Um, but I'm kind of with Joel. Like maybe even just like a like a Cartoon Network Adult Swim Kick Ass cartoon, like. That I could kind of see. That might be somewhat entertaining. Make it a little more slapsticky, even. Um, but yeah, I don't need another full-length feature. Tess Thompson right. is awesome, though. Yeah, Tess definitely. Thompson indeed is awesome. Uh, Dane, buying or selling the idea of another Kick-Ass movie? Holy Grace Sports is so gorgeous. What? Would you say then? I, I, I didn't make out any of that. <laughs> yeah, you broke up. Who are you saying? What? 
Did we lose you? We are experiencing some technical difficulties. Did we lose you? Hello? I think we may have. All right, yeah, this is uh, Welcome to Geek Vibes Live, our uh, weird, kind of slightly uh, offsetting episode. No, I'm just joking. Um, let's let's move on. Um, uh, okay, sorry, Nick. Um, I'm going to pass it to you for this Black Cat uh, news uh, for Spider-Man's sequel. Oh, okay. Uh, well, there is a rumor that Sony is looking to cast a femme fatale character for the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel. Uh, mm-hmm. What would be your thoughts about that possibly being Black Cat, which is what is rumored, uh, Joel? I have a lot of thoughts, unfortunately, for this, because it, it would kind of coincide with the fact that we're getting a silver and black movie, and if you're doing Black Cat, I really have no desire to see two live-action black cats in theaters, um, unless they are the same character, for which then maybe I'm a little more open-minded to it. And that pretty much nails the fact that the Sony characters are in the, in the MCU. I mean, there's no denying right. them at that point if you do that. Um, is it Black Cat? Possibly. I mean, what other characters? We don't, I don't know any. I'm trying to think about the characters that it could possibly be, and that you have options. But honestly, uh, Black Cat would be the best bet. But I don't know for sure, but I'm willing to run with it. Um, I, I don't know really how to feel about it. I just, I just like I said, if, if it is Black Cat, then I'm really curious to see what they do with Silver and Black. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely feel the same way. I think it, it'll be interesting because, like you said, if, if it is Black Cat, then that is a total confirmation that all of these these uh, Sony movies are, are, are tied to these um, uh, MCU films, so that'll be really interesting. That would be, uh, you know, in this in this whole conversation, could be a moot point if you know Tom Holland indeed has a cameo appearance in the Venom movie, um, which right. you know we'll have to wait about you know eight months to, to yeah to figure that out. Um, but I on on just principle alone, I love it um, because I have always really liked the black cat character. I think she, like, Felicia's a, a, a super, ah, man, just like a, a really interesting character uh, who's, interesting. who's like That's the perfect point. version. She's the perfect version of an anti-hero. Like, because she really isn't good or bad. Like, she is totally self-serving. Um, like, she, she has good qualities. She has bad qualities. She's kind of like the Marvel's Catwoman. Um, exactly. Which too. would make sense because... <laughs> black cat um but like i mean it, i don't think she's like a cat burglar though i don't i don't remember her necessarily being that i think she is um, a cat burglar which is crazy is she? Uh, okay <laughs> yeah. well then yeah she's a carbon copy there we go um but you know they've dc and, and marvel have have constantly stolen from each other uh from for, you know throughout yeah. the years um but like no i really do like it i think she would fit in very well with the could fit in very well with the story, especially like I think it. I just think it could be add so much humor to like this this like say t- early twenties uh, like super hot like badass femme fatale character or whatever, and she's got like this big crush on Spider Man, and like so she doesn't know that he's like you know a sixteen seventeen year old kid. 
Um, I right. just think that could add like so much levity and humor to the movie. I just think it could be really, really funny um, to kind of work that angle in. Uh, Granted, yeah. you'd be mixing up you'd be mixing up the timeline a little bit, but I mean, at this point, I, I feel like after after Homecoming, where they shuffled around so many different things, and we still got a really good movie, I don't feel like people are really gonna worry too much about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it could be really interesting, um, and and even more intriguing to see like how Spider-Man would react to this this very flirtatious obviously very attractive woman who's kind of into him and he doesn't really know how to react to it. Um, I think it could be, uh, I think it could definitely yeah. add to the story element and, and give the opportunity for a lot of humor. Um, but Juwan, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? I just want to marry Jane. Uh, I want a confirmation that we have a Mary Jane. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, I mean, the, the, they could definitely do a lot of fun things with 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 Black Cat, um, but yeah, I, God, do, do we even have confirmation that we have a Mary Jane before we get some Black Cat news? Um, yeah, no, this this definitely could be fun. Uh, everything that you were saying, Nick, this definitely could be a lot of fun, uh, especially to see a young Peter go through that. Um, we saw him kind of go after Liz because he had this huge crush on Liz, but what's he gonna do when someone else has like a really huge crush on him? And he doesn't really know how to to kind of, like, deal with it. Like, what does he do in that situation? Especially if she's a little bit older and she only likes Spider-Man and finds out he's a kid and not really as attracted, you know. Like, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun to, to, to see that, that play out between the two. Uh, but like Joel was saying, um, will – will that be an issue with what Sony's trying to do? Like, you know, in like you were saying, come Venom, if Peter Parker's in there, we know that won't necessarily be an issue because they'll use that same character, hopefully. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun to, to see that play. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I just need confirmation we even have a Mary Jane, especially now that Liz is gone and we don't even have a Gwen Stacy. So it's like I need some confirmations here on, on Peter's possible love life. I, I definitely need some, some, we need uh, to get Peter Lay questions answered. That's all I'm <laughs> well, trying to say, Dane. Well, see, but here's the, here's my <laughs> thing. Like, if you're really not trying to go like the the love interest route, like if you don't want him to like be in love, uh, which kind of seems like maybe they just wanted to do that for the first movie, like just have that kind of high school crush, not really like have the whole like fall in love scenario, not make that the big arc of the movie. Um, then I think you know. Uh, I think Black Hat would be a great character to to capitalize on because she is literally only interested in Spider-Man. She like she has like a in the comics as I recall, she has like a disdain for for uh Peter Parker when she like finds out his identity and like she was is like this is who you are I have, like <laughs> yeah, I have that like, issue. I have that issue. Yeah, and I think that I think that would be great and I think it could kind of add to Peter's character um as far as, you know, maybe having um, I don't know some trust issues or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever, whatever they want to make. Sure. Yeah, whatever <laughs> they want to utilize with it. But I, I think it could be really cool. Dane, what are your, what, what are your, your thoughts? Yeah. This is my um, comic, Juan. Uh, Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to know, like, you know, the most unrealistic thing about Spider-Man is not the fact that he produces webs from his hands at certain points and uh, can cling to walls and throw cars. It's the fact that he's such a dork and for some reason, all these chicks want to get in his pants and stuff like that. When I was his age, I, I had hopes and aspirations, but that 
Never happened like that, actually. Um, that was just my math class when I was thinking in my fucking head. But anyways, uh, I think that having Black Cat would be cool. I think that would be a cute concept. I think you can get a good actress to, um, you know, in the Ultimate Comics, when she finds out he's Peter and he's a little, like, puny kid, she literally starts throwing up right in front of him. So that would actually be some funny stuff to kind of mess with and play with. Um uh, whatever route they want. I know the cartoon kind of combined uh, Gwen Stacy and uh, Felicia Hardy all into one person. Um, yeah. It gave her kind of like more of like the backstory where she went to school with them and stuff like that. And it was always between Mary Jane. I wouldn't worry about Mary Jane and, and Gwen. Um, I think that's going to happen. And I, I'm pretty sure that he dates Gwen and Harry dates MJ. And then when they go to college is when Gwen dies and Harry and MJ break up, and then he starts dating MJ. Pretty sure that's what happens in the comic books. And I think Felicia already happens in between those two things, I believe. Yeah. I'm sure it's been retconned four fucking times since Tuesday, but still, you know. It's it's hard to keep Um, it all straight. uh, It is, but uh, the the whole point is we want to get Peter to use Peter, you know? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I see what you did there. Uh, All right, well... that was a fun topic. Thanks for thanks for uh, participating, everybody. Back to Juwan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, but to move to move forward, uh, a topic I know Dane's gonna like a lot. Um, Paul Thomas, I believe it was an interview uh, that that he was in, or I don't know if it was like a, a fan uh, like a fan interaction online. Um, but he did express, Paul Thomas Anderson did express his interest in making a Titans movie. Uh, Dane, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on the idea of him possibly courting a Titans movie? I really like P.T. Anderson and his style of directing. I'm not going to say that he always makes the best films, but sometimes he does make some incredible films. Um, there Will Be Blood, The Master, uh, Magnolia, Boogie Nights. I mean, he's a great director. And what he seemed to be referring to, and it would have made sense because he would have uh, grown up during the 70s, was the uh, the George Perez, Marf Wolfman, you know, Teen Titans that was very gripping and adult for the time period. I mean, towards the end of that run, Arsenal, you know, gets addicted to heroin. I mean, uh, Roy, uh, Roy Harper. Uh, so there's a lot of adult type of themes going on within it. Um, I, I think that that actually would be really cool if that were to happen and see such stylized of a director with such gripping story of that time period from Teen Titans. And him, it, it was basically kids dealing with a lot of stuff. I mean, you got to realize, like, these are all the sidekicks of the superheroes. So they're like the kids of celebrities. Like, their lives are kind of fucked because of their parents, if you will. So there was a lot of stuff that had to do with that. Deathstroke sends in, obviously – Tara as a, uh, you know, to take over the Titans and stuff like that and screws all of them over as like a, for, for, for that whole entire thing for a Judas contract. I love the story. I love the concept. I don't think it'll ever happen, but it intrigues me with that a smart director wants to go after a smart comic book series from the seventies. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. Nick, what, what are your ideas on the idea of that? Man, my, Yes, I agree. I 100% agree with Dane. Let me start off with that. Um, because even though, I, I and I think Dane kind of hit the nail on the head, at least uh, mostly with, he doesn't always make the most enjoyable movies, but he always makes great movies. Like, 
his his movies aren't always like like for instance, I didn't really like Inherent Vice. Um, I, I just I don't know. I just thought it kind of meandered. I thought it was a little boring. But then like a movie like Magnolia, like it kind of meanders. But I didn't find it boring at all. I found it very intriguing, and I I very much enjoyed it. Um, but he's just a very good filmmaker, and of course, There Will Be Blood is just. I mean, it, like, it's crazy that a movie can, can go 20 minutes without a line of dialogue and just, like, keep you roped in the way that movie does. Um, but he always makes great movies. So the thing is, like, I don't think it'll ever happen either. I think I think the idea of, of him doing a movie like that would be very hit or miss with amongst the uh, hardcore fan community, um, which means they would probably have to give him, like, not a very super high budget. Um, which I don't think he would necessarily need for his the concept he has in his head, because um, I don't think it would be like a lot of explosions in your typical uh, comic book fanfare. Um, but, you know, honestly what it kind of makes me think is just like all of these people who like have come out and said that they would like to do a particular DC movie, like maybe DC's got it all wrong in trying to copy Marvel and do like a cinematic universe like, you don't have to do a cinematic universe. Just let people make good movies. Like, let Scorsese do a Joker Origins movie. Let Anderson do this film. Let all of these different directors do these different movies. And if you want to have the same actors pop up in the roles, like, just embrace the non-continuity of it all, kind of like Fox does with X-Men. Like, it doesn't have to all line up together. Who gives a shit? All we care about is we get good movies. And I, I don't know. I think I think maybe they kind of pushed all their chips in with this whole Zack Snyder um, DCEU idea, and they're they're losing out on, on not getting these other ideas. Um, and maybe we'll get a combination of both, and, you know, that could be the best of both worlds. Um, but, you know, I mean, you can only have so many movies that you do. So, I don't know. I I think that I would, I, I would have, let's say this, if, if, uh, if, if the MCU was going to go right, I would have preferred that DC went left and said, you know what, we're not going to do a cinematic universe. We're just going to do a bunch of really awesome films from really awesome directors and enjoy. And I think that could have really been the the thing that separated them from Marvel is like we actually we have, you know, better filmmakers and, you know, better um, uh, stories uh, that, you know, because we can be a little more broad with it and we don't have to interconnect everything. Like we can, you know, you if you want, you can pretend they exist in the same universe, but if you don't, they, then fuck it, you don't have to. I, I think that would have been a much more interesting road for them to take. That's the thing that I take away most from this. Uh, I would say, you know, it would be interesting, uh, but but the main thing is, um, we I think we all enjoyed Man of Steel. Um, no. We all enjoyed Justice. You didn't enjoy Man of Steel. I mean, Steel? it's okay. It's I, like I don't I, I don't think it's a bad movie, but I don't necessarily enjoy watching it. Like it's, it's, it's oh wow the editing okay. the editing is sloppy, and the in the last like thirty minutes of it are are just like destroying buildings and fighting, and and it's it's not great. It's definitely not great. Like they have they've yet to make a great movie. 
Like, it's good. Uh, and Wonder Woman is very good. None of those movies are great. Uh, I, I'll say I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, the the point I was I was trying to was trying to get at is um, outside of if we didn't have as many studio interferences um, with BVS with Justice League. Uh, hold on, with BVS with Justice League Suicide Squad, definitely. I think we have a somewhat different uh, outlook on these DC films. Um, because I think Suicide Squad, to me, is the only horrible movie they have done. Like, just all around bad. Like, the movie's bad. Um, but outside of that, I do think there's a lot of redeeming elements of those movies. I mean, think about what the extended edition did to BVS. It, it made it more enjoyable. made it make more sense. Um, think about how well Wonder Woman was. You may not like Man of Steel, Nick, but I, I do know... uh I Joel like and, and, and well, no, 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 you didn't enjoy it. I'm, I, I apologize. Uh, but I know I the three of us yeah, did. Well, you did kind of say <laughs> you, you did. didn't really enjoy it. You did it. or you did <laughs> You did say it. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a good movie, but, yeah, I don't, like, it's not one that, like, I like watching the first half of, or the first act of that movie because I love the Krypton stuff. That stuff is great. I love that. Um, but then it's when not even, the I don't like the movie, movie but it's not even Zack Snyder's best film, honestly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah, not no, even no, no, close. Watchmen and three hundred are way better. Like that's the thing. Yeah, three hundred no. is not three hundred's probably not even as good of a movie, but it's way more enjoyable to watch. Like I'll watch three hundred any day over Men of Steel. Three hundred was an experience. <laughs> it was. Uh the the point I was trying to get at was I don't think the way D, uh Warner Brothers has decided to go with D C um, was necessarily a bad idea. Their execution of it and, and meddling with it too much is what makes us look at it and just go, what you were doing kind of just was like it, it wasn't good. But honestly, when you look or at it, or maybe they just put it in the, the wrong hands. That's exactly you what they could, did. Well, it depends on what hands you're talking about. I don't blame any of it necessarily uh, um, on Zach. I'd say the studio, yeah. I blame it more so on the studio. I don't it's blame a, any of it on that. I think it's a two-headed snake there. But the yeah. only reason I don't say that, only reason I don't say that is I enjoyed Justice League a lot, and we know he 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 had some, uh, you know, some input on that movie before. Yeah, uh, and I did it, I did enjoy Justice it League. It's it's um, utter schlock, but it's fun. It's a fun movie. Right. When I watched BVS the extended edition, what he in, what he intended on that film to be before the studio got involved, when you watch the extended edition, I enjoy the extended edition. I'm not one of those guys who's gonna say it was the greatest superhero movie ever, but I did enjoy it. No. So it's no, like I don't know if I blame the disaster the studio's going through with, with these franchises on Zach. Because he kinda was giving us to me, not putting words in anyone else's mouth, good movies, but the studio just kind of said, no, we kind of think it should go this well, way, and that's kind of where it went left. Yeah, well, and I would just say, like, I, I don't necessarily, like, vehemently disagree with you. Um, I may disagree with you on, on particular points, but I guess my overall point was just, if you just, like, consigned out, like, films for really good directors to do and just let them do their thing and didn't worry about continuity... I feel like that would have been a, an interesting route to take. 
And I feel like if you build it, they will come. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's, there's been a lot of stories lately about these um, very renowned either writers or directors who like have these ideas for DC movies, but they wouldn't necessarily fit in with the DCEU, so we'll probably never see them. Um, but if you, if you just kept making good DC movies, it, it, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they said Marvel's making a lot of money doing that, so we need to do that. And it, it was just like, well, I, but you, but you didn't. You, but you really, you didn't. Right, but I mean, I think Right, but I'm but I'm serious. I, I don't think, think they did need to do that. That's what I'm saying, though. Like I I don't think may, they did. Maybe, no, but, they did. They didn't you, have to, but they did. Oh, okay. To, I thought you said you they did have to. My bad. No, they didn't. didn't have to, and but. if you didn't, and you went the route that you're saying, to where it's not necessarily connected, I think you then rob us of the idea of these movies being connected. Uh, I agree with right. you that if Marvel wants to make. If Martin Scorsese wants to make a Joker movie, you make a Joker movie. You just have to sell it to the audience that it's not connected. I agree with you on that. But if you told me that we get a DC universe where none of the movies were connected and we would possibly not see a Justice League movie or, you know, these solo stories that then come into a Justice League Part 2 movie and stuff like that, I'd feel robbed. This, that, I mean, I saw Marvel execute it perfectly. I can't so disagree if you're with that me, at all. I, here's the, here's the question me, that I, I have. Did, Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Um, the thing is, who has done, you know, Marvel successfully had a shared universe, and it's been doing really well. And I, I agree with both sides for different, uh, you know, stances on this whole entire concept. Sure. But who the hell's actually executed this thing successfully besides Marvel? Universal tried. They didn't. Uh, Fox gave up on that concept altogether uh, with DC. Maybe a compromise of what I would like is that – and I've said this before, is they focus more on the stories themselves, kind of like how the animated world does it, or, or, or even Fox for that matter, where there, there could be sequels to certain stories, but you don't necessarily have to, like, like you were saying, Reference. Nick, have the same actors, but you don't necessarily, you know, there ha- doesn't have to be some interweaving in between sort of things, like let them be their own single movies. And, yeah. you know, even with Justice League, you could have a lot of characters show up and stuff like that, but you don't have to tell where they've been, what they've done, you know, let them be more single movies, but also kind of have that, that little bit of connective tissue there to like say what they're doing. Um, I think that's actually a good idea that that's how their animated stuff is kind of handled. I mean, you don't really see what happens in between. It's just kind of like their movies they're, they're single films. So if you incorporated that and, and everyone stops trying to do a shared universe, maybe that's actually for the better because maybe, I don't know. Marvel is the only one that can really pull that off the way they're doing it. I, I don't know. Joe, yeah, I, and that's, I, I that's hear, my I point. Hear. Thank you, Dane. That's, I, want, that I have no nothing further to say. That was all I was saying. You summed it up. I want to hear more from. Uh, I want to hear more from you, Joel. What did you? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on on everything Nick was saying? Well, I was. I agree with what Dane just said. Uh, I. I don't need it to be tightly connected, but if it's loosely connected, I'm totally fine with that. I mean, and that's kind of apparently the direction they're going now anyway. It's just it won't be as tightly connected as everything else. Uh, Most of these stories will be um, not standalone, but um, what's the word for it? Um, uh, Self-contained, self-contained stories. They're going to be in their own thing. They'll have the same actors. They'll be part of the same universe. 
but they won't be referenced. Like one movie won't mean you won't have to watch one movie to see another movie. Like a lot of the Marvel movies have been, not all of them, but a lot of them have been. Um, and they're like end credit scenes that like leak into others, which is fine also because everyone loves those damn end credit scenes. But I personally, I agree with you, Joanna, in the fact that I don't not want to see a connected universe because it's something I've wanted to see my whole life, and I would never not want to see that happen. Um, and it's like I don't mind making individual movies, but I I'd, I want to see the DC universe bloom, and I want to see them done well. And obviously, you need to be put in the right hands for that to happen. And I think that's right. really where they started off. They just had the wrong – they went about it the wrong way to start, and now they're just trying to clean it up. I think yeah, we can I mean, all meet in the middle, though. I Because I, 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 I think maybe I'm a little further out than everybody else as far as the just do single movies, and maybe Jawan or Joel is the furthest out as far as having the connective tissue, but I think we're all kind of there in the middle where we just want to see good movies. Um, and, Absolutely. You know, if, if, if Paul Thomas Anderson wants to do this film, let him do the fucking movie. Who cares if it connects? Yeah, no like, shit. Getting back to that, that is the biggest well, concept itself, well, is letting P.T. Anderson do a film and not worrying about the connection in between films. Something that even Marvel directors said they have a problem with, you know, is the fact that you have to make sure that it fits into the whole entire scheme of it. With mm-hmm. Justice League, if, if they just gave us, with these singles movies – a little bit of the whole Legion buildup with after credit scenes. That's all I really need for connectiveness. And that, even if you right. don't really get it that many times, I don't even need it that like every film, like, you know, something here and there to like get us to that point. They don't have to right. actually have so much, you know, story in between connecting everything. Just make badass films. You've always done that Warner brothers and quit fucking around with the damn directors. Douchebags. Well, yep. yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, if, if you're telling, if, if Martin Scorsese comes in and goes, I want to make, a Joker movie, but I don't want to. I don't want it to have to connect with anything. I want it to be its own thing. I'm saying yes, green light that immediately. But I'm saying at the same time, you should be able to have your standalone films and still have films that are connected. Whether that means it's it's going to be a little harder to get the audience to buy the fact that there's two different looking Jokers. Oh well, figure that out. But I'm saying, me being someone who was born and raised a DC fan. Seeing what Marvel was able to do, I have always wanted that for DC. And if you're telling me I'm only getting solo movies, I would feel a little robbed. Like I said, you don't have to necessarily every solo movie is a connective part to the next. Like like Joel said, you'd have to see that to understand the next. You don't have to do that. But I do want to kind of see these guys have solo movies, then come together, and it somewhat be like, oh, okay, it is coming from the, the same tree. So that's all I'm saying. Marvel has been able to do it well. You don't have to necessarily follow that exact formula. Uh, yeah, you can me... kind, of, kind of venture out a little bit, but I do want to see somewhat of it connecting to each other because I've always wanted this for DC. Yeah, let me, let me just rephrase that a little bit then. Um, I, I think maybe uh, Warner Brothers missed the boat as far as making that their main priority. As far as making their main priority having a, a connected universe, connective universe. Like, maybe have that be part of what they were going to do, but still do these other movies. Um, and yeah. like I said, like, to me, it's, like, not about, like, I know that the, the kind of the rumor mill is that we're going to get a different Joker because it's not going to be the same Joker. It's going to exist in a different universe, yada, yada, yada. But see, I'm saying, like, it could still even be the same actor. Just, like, it could be on Earth 
two or three or four or five or six. Like, there's so it's many different like, worlds for those. Yeah, like exactly. Like it, that's like established. So like, here's my thing. Like maybe that would be difficult to get, um, to get your, I don't know, your your um, casual moviegoers to buy into. Uh, but I don't think it would be difficult at all to get your hardcore DC fans to buy into because they know there are different Earths and everything else. Um, but nevertheless, like, I just think they, they put all their chips in on the extended universe, and I feel like because of that, I, I would be surprised if this Scorsese Joker origin movie ever gets ever gets made. I, I would be totally. more surprised if this Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson movie ever gets made. Um, and there, there are others that escape me at the moment, but I've heard other writers or directors say that they, like, had these ideas or stories that wouldn't necessarily work within the DCEU. I just think that, like, you could, if you want to have, like, one kind of continuity and then have these other stories that happen on different Earths or whatever, fine. But I, I think they put all, they've put all their chips into the basket of the DCEU, and I think that was the mistake. Okay, I definitely get what you're saying. I'm saying, on the other hand, I, I, I definitely agree with, with that sentiment that you made, um, but I don't think it's too late to still make um, to make up for the mistake that you made and still make sure. this uh, DCEU work. And I think the biggest step to that is your next two movies both being really good movies. So if we can get Fingers that, crossed. then we could possibly have a, uh, a different outlook on it. But like I said, I don't disagree with you. I want those... Elseworld kind of movies also, and if you have to kind of further explain it for it to make sense to the casual goers, then that's that's on you to to, to get them to understand that. But we definitely just, deserve both. Go ahead, I Joel, just realized that the next, I don't know what if that was on purpose, but everything DC coming next are, are handled by horror guys. They got James Wan doing Aquaman, David Sandberg doing. Shazam, and then the new guy running DC Films is a horror guy too. Amada. So it's like maybe they're like they're onto something there that we're not really like putting together. Maybe they, they, well, they've been doing really well in the horror genre recently. What's up? Yeah, I mean, no, I was just gonna say we were all hoping that this new change of of, of regime uh, would be for the better, and the only evidence we will have is what comes with Aquaman. I you know what you guys, I want I'm more in my superhero on. movies. Jump scares. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, of course. Oh, God. <laughs> not exactly uh, where I was going with this. Sorry, guys. We, uh, sorry. I, just, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> I will say before we uh, move on to our last topic, uh, my, my biggest thing with Aquaman isn't necessarily 100% going to be the movie. It's going to be the one thing I feel as though DC has not been good at uh, as far as their movies so far, and that's its marketing. Uh, I want to see better marketing yeah. around these movies. I think that helps tremendously um, to, to the general audience and even to somewhat to the to the fans. We want to see that that marketing. I don't think Deadpool does nearly as well as as it did if it didn't have such great marketing. So I definitely want to see more marketing from uh, from DC. Uh, but let's move on to our final topic. I'm gonna butcher this guy's name, so I apologize in advance. Chad Zelaski. The Lasky, All right, if any sure. if Chad, if you're listening, Chad, if you're listening, my name is Joel. 
and I just said your right. name wrong. Uh, that's right. Joel, uh, Juju, he's not Joel. That's why it's funny, Joel. Get it? <laughs> totally, anyway, totally get Chad, it. Chad will be funny. back to direct uh, John Wick 3. Uh, Nick, I will start with you. What are your thoughts on him returning to direct John Wick 3? And very, I won't say briefly, but what are your expectations for a John Wick 3? Um, first of all, as far as him coming back, it's perfect. I think this guy, his, like, his style of directing fits this character so well. I wouldn't really want to see anybody else take up this, this mantle, um, if you will. Uh, so I, I very much like the fact that he's coming back. Um, as far as my expectations for, for John Wick 3, um, other than seeing the mechanics in it, because that would just be so fucking awesome, um, I, I think it'll be very enjoyable. I mean, I, I love where the last movie left off, as far as him on the run, all the assassins out to get him. So, like, it definitely, I, I think these films have done a very good job of action movie up the ante uh, sequel format. Um, and by that, I mean you have John Wick, which is a very kind of um, uh, a small story. Like, man loses his wife, man has encounter, encounter kills dog, man goes on revenge. Like, it's a very simple story. Like, I mean, if you if you break it down into the smallest parts of it, it's that. Trying to, like, break down John Wick 2 into a smaller story is going to be much harder, and I'm not even going to try. Um, but, like, I, I think where John Wick 2 ends is the natural progression to up the ante even more for your typical action movie. And I, I like the fact that this guy's coming back, and my expectation is we're going to get even more, like, a little more over the top, but like the thing with the John Wick movies is they don't do over the top like say Die Hard. At least they haven't gone there yet. Um, and I mean post Die Hard with a Vengeance Die Hard, where it's the action set pieces that go over the top. Because um, that's that's what what the normal action movie trope is. What they did and were successful with with John Wick Two was just making the plot go more over the top and not making like the the because the, the action and the and the fighting and the shooting it still felt very grounded um just like the first movie they just made the plot a little more over the top so i think they're going to do that even more with the third one with having all these different assassins coming after john wick um and that's why he needs the help of jason statham and that's why he should be in the movie so that's my thoughts <laughs> Um, Dane, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I, I'm completely happy with it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping they ended at a trilogy uh, with him, yeah. and I'm loving the fact that they're doing a continental show on stars coming out soon that Keanu Reeves is actually going to be starring in. I don't know if it's going to be prequel related, but it's going to be all about the hotel uh, uh, chain of the continentals for these yeah. hitmen. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I wasn't here last week. So anyways, but that, is <laughs> that, a was cool, that, that is a cool <laughs> concept, and I'm glad that he's involved with that, as well as David Leach. I love that David's uh, going to be doing Deadpool 2. He came back to this franchise. He's going to be doing the Highlander movies. I'm a big fan of yeah. both these directors. 
I was a, a big fan of John Wick. I love how when I had someone watch it with me, they had no idea what the hell it was, and they thought it was an indie movie. Like, they had no idea it was going to go in the direction of an action because it starts off, his wife died, he's getting up every day, you know, he gets this puppy and stuff like that. And then it just goes to hell, and it's it's awesome. I, I love it. I, um, I think it's probably the best thing Keanu Reeves might have done, uh, you know, in the last several years. So, um, the fact that they're doing a third one, great. The fact that they're doing a show, even better. Love this universe. Um, yeah, bring on a mechanic, Atomic Blonde. Uh, if you want to throw uh, Rambo in there, um, maybe maybe a clone of Michael Jackson for the hell of it, just so we can have like a dance battle. You know, just make a Justice League with action people. How about that? I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Well, I'll, I'll I, yeah, I was gonna say we have that in Expendables. <laughs> I'm just glad you recovered with the last couple of years because if you hadn't, like, how dare you diss Bill and Ted's excellent adventure? I'm just saying. <laughs> Joel, what do you Fuck you, you Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm cool with it. Uh, I'm excited for it. I love the, the first and the second one. For me, the second one was probably maybe even a little better than the first one, which is crazy. Um, yeah, no. um but the yeah, I'm really excited to see where it goes next. And I, and I, maybe I, you're, maybe you're right. I think maybe it should end with the trilogy. Let's not overextend ourselves. We're gonna get it more with the fucking continental TV show. So let's we get the third movie, we get the TV show, we got just enough John. And I think he's even in the comic books now. Just enough John Wick to, to settle us off and have us. Eaten eat, eat for the next couple of years, so I'm I'm excited, you know, happy. Maybe not excited. I'm happy that he's back. I mean, I honestly, I, listen. As much as I, I I do hope this goes out on the trilogy, only because that's how it looks like it's it's being written is to is to finish off with with the third and final movie. There's been at least 500, and I don't even think I'm exaggerating. Fast and the Furious movies. So if there can be that many Fast and the Furious movies, I'd be fine with like six John Wick movies. Should there be? Well, Jawan, you understand why? Should there be? Absolutely. It's it's because (laughs) it's because of family, you know, family. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And here's the thing too, like, (laughs) like they had a perfect they had a perfect end to the Bourne trilogy, and then they brought Bourne back, and they made a shitty fourth movie, like. Just just ended at three. I don't know when these films are going to understand. You just ended at three. We don't do Indiana Jones 4. We don't do Jason Bourne 4. Like, we don't do fours. Like, just ended at three. We don't I'm gonna do be compl- Santa Claus 4. I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah, even though, exactly, Dave. Even though the story, <laughs> com- even though the story and the focus of the, the franchise completely changed, I, honestly, I think because it needed to. All of the Fast and Furiouses aren't bad. Like, and let no, me be more in fact, the, the one where they're in Brazil is the best one. I think it's the Fast Five. Yeah. I think right. it is. Yeah, yeah. The point, the That's point the I'm trying to make is, is, very good. The point good I'm trying to make is if you if you understand exactly what your franchise is going to be, and you just kind of focus in on that, then you can kind of have a, the, the level of success that they did. I think the issue with the Jason Bourne franchise was. They were like, yeah, all right, Matt Damon worked. Let's see if Jeremy Renner can work. And when it didn't, they were like, all right, we don't want it to end on that. Let's bring Matt Damon back. And it's like, Matt. no, no, you oh, should have ended right. on, on the I, Jeremy Renner one. 
like I, you shouldn't I have completely come back. forgot they did the Jeremy Renner one. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Because so, I mean, honestly, if if you <laughs> that actually, was that was, but see, that was actually a cool concept. I don't, I don't like I saw the movie. I don't remember it making a great impression on me. <laughs> um, like I don't remember it being bad. I don't remember it being good. I just it was just Do there. No. Um, but- but but, but I'm saying but you, like that was a cooler concept than bringing Jason Bourne back. I liked I liked that concept only because they said they were flirting with the idea of if that went well, they were going to go with the idea of those two possibly meeting at some point because one was was because of the other. So it was like, all right, well that'd be a really cool concept and then when that didn't work, they were like, all right, let's just bring Matt Damon back, you know, cuz this right. is what the franchise needs. And all the fans were like, you know, the franchise work. needs to die. <laughs> like, yeah, just you should have left it at end. three. So what I'm saying it's, is if John Wick one, two, three, three is if John Wick it's three like, is like really, really, really good, I'm saying if you can get the same guys back, do a fourth. And if the fourth is good, do a fifth. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Fast and Furious has somehow been able to do it. Is it necessary? Absolutely not. But they found a way to make it work. They even got it to the point now where they're doing spinoffs of the damn thing. So if they can make that family. work, John Wick can make it work. Because the family, yeah, yeah, familiar. I guess, I guess. <laughs> I think, I think what would be um, a smarter idea, though, um, in in your kind of uh, broad concept of things, is to have the Continental Television Show, and then if there is just a character that resonates with audiences from that television show then do a trilogy based off of that character. Like don't keep doing John Wick. Like do uh, like like because you could you could test the waters. You could have a bunch of different characters on this television show and then people like like how batshit crazy do people go over uh go for Daryl on The Walking Dead? Like Good point. And and, and no <laughs> one saw that coming. No one thought that. I mean, he was just a made-up character for the TV show. He's not even in the fucking the comics. Um, so like, yeah. yeah. So like, if if like if you want to do like a, a continued saga, um, do the television show in Keanu Reeves' John Wick chapter at chapter three, and then you know do the television show. And if you have a character that just pops, then go ahead and throw that character into a movie and see how that so works. Not- and if the movie works, then do a trilogy. So then I'll ask this. I'll ask this. Dan, I'll start with you. Should John no. Wick die in John Wick 3? Oh, okay. Joel, I'll go with John. Go ahead. Damn it. Also, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick, should John Wick die in John Wick 3? It depends. I, I, I would... I think not. Like, I don't think that would be the, the, the best arc for that character, given what we've gotten so far. But if they make the third movie work in that direction, it could work. I just think you'd have to do a lot to make it work in that direction. And I think it would do as long as they don't do something interest. stupid like we find out about a daughter I, that John Wick doesn't have and he ends up saving her yeah, yeah, at the end. I agree. Yeah. Saving <laughs> fucking bought my com- brains out with a revolver at that point. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. Don't don't go down that route. Keep it simple. Because um, that's, you know, they've they've – Expanded upon but I do their, love Logan universe. and the professional um, and um, every other movie that's like that. So wait, uh, well, let, I'm, let me I'm just it. But, but nevertheless, I'm just saying, uh, uh, just to finish my point, if 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 
it, if the story calls for it, sure. I doubt the story's going to call for it, so don't force it. That would be my point. I, I think a, a walk off into the sunset would be much fitting for John Wick. Yeah, I definitely understand. I definitely could see that. My last question about this topic before I pass it to you really quickly, Dane, is we can all agree John Wick 3 needs needs Vin Diesel in it, right? We can all agree on that. Yes, yes, yes. All right, Jason perfect. Statham, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> needs Vin Diesel. It needs family. Dane told you this. Anyway, family. Uh, Dane. Uh, <laughs> Dane, did you want to add in? Um, did you want to add in for the last topic uh, the Leo news in regards to um, the Quentin Tarantino film? Um, I mean, we could talk about that for sure. Uh, so apparently, Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, I mean, you guys kind of went over it last week. So there's there's more more news involved with his character. He's gonna be a failed actor. Yada, yada, yada. I actually wanted to ask you guys to bring this up because it's going to happen a million times. Really quickly, in the last 10 minutes, there's been now two celebrities involved with the Avengers between Chris Hemsworth and Sebastian Stan saying that they've talked to Hugh Jackman. And even if Marvel hasn't contacted him or wants him, he's now, like, they asked him if he wants to be involved. And honestly, he's now, like, he seems very eager about it, more so than he was saying, which you got to understand. At this point, Hugh Jackman was like, I'm done. There's only one way it's going to happen. It's never going to fucking happen. That's if somehow they connect and I can be in this Avengers movie. And all of a sudden it happens a year later. And he's like, God damn it. I'm not going to be eating potatoes for the next five months. But either way, not that you'd want to see it happen. Do you think that there's a better possibility now that there might be some type of cameo of some sort within X-Men 4. Um, Juwan, how do you feel about that? Um, just really quickly so we can <clears throat> get everyone's opinion. Uh, I do think it can happen, but I will say this. I don't want to see him in an Avengers film. I want, since we will never get a actual Hulk solo, it seems like, ever again, I want a movie that is uh, completely based off of Hulk versus Wolverine between Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and Mark Ruffalo's uh, Hulk. I want a movie of that, if Hugh Jackman is even remotely thinking about coming back. All right, Nick, well, how do you feel? I actually kind of feel the same way. I don't, I don't necessarily want him to be in it because I don't think he would dedicate himself to the long haul, and I totally understand that, and I want a longevity sort of Wolverine. But if we could get just like a one-off, like, it doesn't even have to, like, I. you know what? Honestly, I'd rather have Ed Norton. <laughs> for, like, Ed Norton versus Hugh Jackman in a Wolverine versus Hulk movie. Like, just bring that motherfucker back and, or <laughs> fuck it, just bring back Eric Bena. I don't give a shit. Just give me Boy, Wolverine no. versus the Hulk. If they're not going to do that in the MCU, which I think they probably will, but if they don't, just just give me that, and that that could be his final send-off. And it could even be a prequel to uh, to Logan, so you don't have to mess with any continuity. Not that Fox right. cares about that. Now, I see what they're saying, but but the fact, Joel, of, of having you know Wolverine pop up, maybe with a gem, just for one scene of Hugh Jackman fighting alongside of them. They don't even have to like say his name is Logan. They can still even bring in, possibly, a Wolverine into the whole entire mix. But for some reason, he gets ends up being a part of the battle 
in Avengers four. Would you want something like that, or are you? Do you think that it's not likely that he's going to come back? Uh, I don't think it's likely. Uh, I also don't want to see him come back. I think I was happy with Logan being his final hurrah. Uh, would I be upset if he did come back? No, but uh, I'm I'm done with Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. I'm happy and cemented it with Logan. And, uh, don't say it like I know that. that bothers- I am. It's true, though. I'm, uh, it's over. Don't say it. Done with it. Just be like I was satisfied with it. Come on, man. Fine. I was satisfied with I'm that done. era. I'm done with it being Wolverine. I'm satisfied all the time with stuff. It's not what you say. It's so, how you say it, man. I think, Juwan, what we figured out tonight is that all of us love you, Jackson's Wolverine, but, you know, he's got to do what a man's got to do. Back to you. I mean, I mean, no, honestly, and I'm glad you brought this up, uh, Dane. I could see, I mean, Hugh Jackman could be going through the whole Daniel Craig phase. I mean, how done was Daniel Craig with being I'm glad he's not as angry. That's a lot longer, though. That's a lot no, no, no. longer. No, no, no. Yeah, a lot longer. No, no, no. I, I, I completely <laughs> agree with that. It was, just, it was just the idea, what I'm connecting, is just being done with the character. Like, you're just done doing the character and everything that goes into being that character. And then they were like, all right, but we're looking to pay you a lot of money to come back for this next Bond. And he was like, all right, all right, okay. Truck backing up with money. So what I'm saying is, the thing is, is, I think with Marvel, it wouldn't be like that, though. I don't think they have the interest in bringing him back. I think they want to have their own. No, but that's what I'm saying. I I don't think he would come back, but I'm saying if he did, I don't really want it in an Avengers movie, mainly because of what you're saying. I want, if you're going to bring Wolverine into an Avengers movie, I don't only want to see it once. I'd like to see it maybe again with the likelihood of getting him twice. So that's what I'm saying. If he comes back, (laughs) I want him for a one-off. And the best story uh, to do the one-off for is Hulk versus Wolverine. Kind of embody that storyline. And now that Marvel kind of owns the rights of Deadpool, you can even throw Deadpool in there like they did in, that, in the animated movie and just have a lot of fun with the idea of Mark Wolverine, Deadpool, and Hulk. Versus, oh, my God. That that'd would be, be great. awesome. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. so great. And, and for you, Dane, what would even make it better is... Um, make Saber it better! Was in, <laughs> Sabertooth was in uh, Hulk versus Wolverine. Maybe call... Uh, what's his name? Liam Shriver? And see if Victor, he's interested yeah. in coming back. And and um and having a cameo in it the same way Sabretooth did in that movie. And just we can finally we can see Omega Red. We can finally see <laughs> Omega Red. So there's so many great things you could do if he's coming well, back for a, a one-off. That's completely adapting that animation. <laughs> well, no, well, obviously the director would would loosely base it, but I, I'm just going off the fact that I love, like completely love that animated movie, and I would have loved to see either a part two of it, which I think we've we've been robbed that we haven't gotten one. Or a live-action version of that. Because I think Mark Ruffalo's Hulk and Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. They would definitely make so much magic out of that movie. That, that's all I'm saying. I don't see him coming back for more than just one if he did come back. And if you're telling me Wolverine's interacting with Iron Man, I don't only want to see that once. I'd like that maybe two or three more times. So that's the only reason why I'm I down for whatever Avengers movie. Yeah, I'm, or be down. Yeah, I mean, if he comes back, I'm down with it. Like Joel said, if he comes back, I'm not gonna be like, damn it, man, he's only gonna come we back. We should start a petition no, if I'd he comes fine. back. Yeah, we should start. A, we should do a poll for the page, Dane. We should do a poll for the page 
Uh, if Hugh Jackman comes back, what would you like to see him come back for? An Avengers film? Uh, to be with the X-Men again? Well, I was just saying, like, if, if he does actually end up happening, that we start a petition of hate against it to try to get him to get out of the movie. I think that's much more beneficial <laughs> that we should do. That seems uh, like because it's really going to waste your energy on stuff like that, people. Yeah, it seems more in line with a with a signature type base thing. Yeah, that's a millennial yeah. thing to do. <laughs> that's a millennial yeah, well, thing guess, to do. I think I'm a millennial, so I don't really appreciate. We're that all millennials. I think oh, we're, we're, we're all millennials. That is a good. Yeah. Point. Yeah. That the the tail end millennials like we make us look bad. We just we didn't grow up with our kind. It's all right. Damn yeah, it. you prehistoric, you prehistoric millennials. Anyway, I'm Generation uh, Y. Guys, this is a great show, a great show. Huge uh, thank you to Dane, Nick, and Joel. We had a lot of fun. Uh, I do want to tell you guys, I'm I'm teasing it, but not really teasing it. We do have an upcoming guest of a Beast Boy uh, relation, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we will see you guys um, next Sunday. Stay tuned for Full Court Press. Stay tuned for uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance. And stay tuned for uh, Hall of Heroes, our show where we go over all the uh, superhero TV shows. Uh, thank you, guys, and see you next week. Adios. Peace. Hey. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs>